one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hey everyone, it is the Red Men Podcast. Uh, Happy New Year, one and all. Happy New Year to you, Emma Sanders. Welcome. Happy New Year, thank you. It's happy nice to be here. Yeah, Happy New Year to Steve as well, who has just brought it with another wrestling t-shirt. Extraordinary. <laughs> Keep, keep, keep on coming. I'm a big fan of your wrestling t-shirts. There's more to come. I had a conversation, this about me, me, Mrs. put me to one side, basically and said, I don't mind you wearing, like, you look all right, okay in, like, sporty stuff, and I like you in smart stuff, but you're too old now to wear, like, like t-shirts with random things on, and that made me feel a little bit sad inside. I mean, I it's all about the Marvel t-shirts, really, so. No, and I'm a big fan of that. Just do it. No, but this is me, this is... Again, I've been the primary person in my life for a number of very important life things. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. I just think least of all, she does the accounts on the on the on, on the business. But the, uh... You have to see you have to see her more than I see mine, I suppose. Clear bars, we wrestling t-shirts. So, um, yeah, she, well, she, she, well, she you're, was laughing, aren't you? You're younger than me, though. You've I, also got I am a little bit younger, than and I think the fact that I look like a wrestler helps. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What's your wrestling now? Sorry, we're going a bit off. I was, no, no, I was no. on, on the we done the um, the taekwondo challenge. I was the bald eagle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. that, by the way, do go check that out on the. On yeah, the so, I miss us doing random fun stuff. So I was very jealous. Yeah, COVID put a pay that didn't we? I mean, to get back into doing stuff. So yeah, I got yeah. to play taekwondo against the champion taekwondo oh, player. Wow. Um, and yeah, I was the bald eagle. Ross was the Southport something. Strangler. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, that's cool. <laughs> I think that's a newspaper headline, but yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, they, I, for, for those listening, I am wearing the, the Rock t-shirt, by the way. Yeah, yeah, we should for podcast listeners. Yeah, yeah, just brought, I've got to just bring a t-shirt on. I'm a big fan. Very big fan indeed. Excellent. Emma looks great as well, by the way. We've had a couple yeah, of these moments yeah. where Emma's looked for some sort of like support on things and I've just been very, very complimentary <laughs> to Steve. Um, and that's probably why you shunned my agenda. That's probably what it is. Um, right, we are going to be talking uh, Liverpool <laughs> any moment now. Um, we're going to be talking about the AFCON impact a little bit later on. Uh, just get some general feelings about Liverpool's season because there's been a God, blobbers are in a bit of a mire at the moment. Um, and what Red Men TV was basically created to be was a giant digital cuddle for anyone who needed it. Bearing in mind that we started on YouTube in 2010 when Roy Hodgson got the Liverpool job. Um, and so when I say things like it could be a lot worse, um, it doesn't mean it couldn't be better. It just literally means it could be a lot. It could be a lot worse. Um, we've got a kickoff question uh, from Kia Nolan. Uh, I believe it's a very old school uh, Redman fan as well. Who probably remembers back in the day. Um, why do you think we keep seeing this running out of ideas thing toward the end of matches? Might be a simple answer of creative players missing, uh, but interested to hear thought. My initial thought when reading this was that I think that's a maybe a little overstated, 
But let's use Chelsea as an example of it. I, if Liverpool ran out of ideas, I think it was because in those last few minutes, we'd taken all, either taken the good lads off or the good lads that were on were goosed and or Chelsea also put a lot of men behind the ball in the last couple of minutes as well. But any thought, anyone got any thoughts, Emma, on it in general? I think it's a mixture of a couple of things. I've said this before about Manchester City in particular. Um, like the season that Liverpool won the league, I felt that they'd kind of got a bit um, repetitive under Pep and I think the style of play that they have was very like it's all about sort of winding down teams and it's just it it was all about sort of just completely suffocating them dominating possession and then eventually they were going to almost switch off and if you keep doing the same thing over and over so keep making those movements or keep you know sort of dropping dropping in behind then eventually a defender will make a mistake and I do see that in like with a lot of teams once they've spent a period of time under you know, one particular manager and they've almost formed a, an identity of football and other teams have sort of got a bit used to it. It's almost like if you do that every single day, then I guess there are going to be drop-offs at some point in the ultimate elite level. So I think that will come into it a little bit. You've obviously got to take into the fact, you know, there's it's the, the heavy fixture schedule, which nowadays there's always going to be a drop-off in certain games with certain personnel as well. I, I'm, I'm not even sure it's true. Like mm. we scored a 95th minute goal against Leicester, so we played Tottenham mm. the week before we scored by in the 70th minute, and then we had a lad sent off, which probably explains again why it was more difficult to do it. I think the other stack came up during the game as well that in, like last goals in the last was it 15 minutes of matches or 10 minutes of matches we were top we yeah, were top yeah, along I mean, with Chelsea. And, and I think it, yeah, I think it's a very short term thing because obviously the Leicester game where we couldn't get couldn't break that down, and obviously Chelsea as well. But like 10 scores in the last one of the last kicks of the game against Newcastle, and that was only what less than a couple of weeks ago, and then obviously. Like I said, the reference to Spurs game again, late goal. What was your watch going to tell you about that, the, by the, the way? The date. Okay, cool. I've, I've lost all sense of dates and times <laughs> and stuff. I've got the date that the date of that game was the 16th, yeah. and I was thinking, I was trying to do maths back from... It, it is the 4th, I think. It is? Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, but, yeah, so it's, I don't think it's that true. I think in the last couple of games, it's been a, a bit evident. Um, but, actually, against Leicester, we had a few chances. We did have chances against Leicester, we just didn't score them. Mm-hmm. Chelsea, it felt to me like we ran out of steam a little bit. Um... And also, there's, I think there's a conversation about the midfielders in general that I don't think any of them are playing particularly well in the last couple of games. Like, mm-hmm. Milner's not been great, Henderson wasn't great, Keita, when he came on against Leicester, wasn't great, Oxlade-Chamberlain, not much since that game, really, against the... Do you Le- think that's that's sort of a bit of a problem in... And I don't think it's a big problem, but maybe just a, a slight one in that Klopp's system relies on the midfield almost working well in every game and if the midfield doesn't work well then I would like to see Klopp be able to adapt to that and I haven't really seen that as much yeah. this season as perhaps I feel Paul I don't know if you agree I feel like there's an over-reliance on Thiago which is a terrible place to be in because his injury record isn't good enough mm-hmm. to rely on him I feel like when we used to rely uh, was it 14, 15 on we only score goals if Daniel Sturridge is playing yeah. and then Daniel yeah. Sturridge never plays yes, yes, yes. I, feel yeah. like I feel like we're getting there with Thiago a little bit Kaita should be that like he should be if Thiago isn't playing Kaita should be a driving force and to be fair to Kaita I think in the Leicester quarter final game he was excellent Yeah. and if you have that Kaita all the time you will create chances but we we, we haven't got that like Fabinho is as good as he is at what he is Henderson's not really creative really he's more opportunistic I think we're, we're like picking a cross out or a pass Milner's not really going to do that for you again he's similar to Henderson you're too creative Mill there Record assists in a single season in the yeah, Champions but was, League. Yeah, but, yeah, but that one goes last. I know it was a while ago. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, like, but, the, but my point is more that the idea that I think 
I'm just being I'm nitpicking a point on the Milner stuff because I think people do that quite easily and a lot of people did that this week of like oh Milner like he is only this functional brute in oh, midfield he can play but he's, he's not good, but, he don't, but, he, but he can no I, I agree on the Thiago point and what I think it's worth expanding on because my immediate reaction was like I actually think it's more because again, I think we have shifted the midfield. I think we've shifted it to the right side of the three is effectively the fourth attacker. Yeah. Um, which is what Harvey Elliott was doing at the start and Jordan Henderson has been like, exceptional. I, I, I've seen a few people talking about his form I, I, to the point that the last couple of games the midfield has been, but I would I would look at extenuating circumstances and say Fabinho's been out, Fabinho's been a bit crap as well, Fabinho was out I with, thought he was awful against Chelsea. Yeah, he was, he, he was just, he just couldn't live, he just couldn't live with yeah. the press. And, he looked and, knackered. And, yeah. yeah, and look, he, he was effectively in his, locked in his house for a week instead of training for yeah. for big, for two massive football matches. Kenderson was ill in the build-up to that as well and, and pushed himself to play when maybe, you know, he should have been left, he should have left it for another week, but that's Jordan Henderson all, Jordan yeah. Henderson all over. That- Sorry, on the Thiago yeah. stuff though, Steve. You're right in so much as we've got our issue is there's no one who we have. I don't know who's our best left side of midfielder beneath Thiago. We've mm. tried Cater there and he's okay, but I still think he's a little suspect in leaving and things behind. And I think he's, be, he's best on the right hand side, or when the left hand side's told, you can go and be the fourth attacker from that part of midfield. Oxford Chamberlain's not as good on that side as he is on the right hand side. Henderson, we played him once there, not as good on the, on the left hand side. Don't want to get lost in there. We should have kept Genie Van Alden thing, but you know we should have someone else who's Genie Van Alden. Yeah, <laughs> but it's but trying to have some. But Genie Van Alden's not as good as Thiago in what we need. No, you're right. What we yeah. now need that midfield position to be because he wasn't a creative yeah. midfielder. Do you think like again, Curtis Jones could be an option I, there? I was just thinking because he, yeah. he he looks better from the left anyway. Yeah. He, he looks better cutting in on the left hand side. But again, there's times when he's playing where the balance doesn't always look right. Again, going back, he, he's he's. He switches off a couple of times, like he just has brain farts where he just lets it run and go. But again, against Chelsea, I thought that happened on their second goal. It was it wasn't great, but yeah. I think there's an issue with the fact that like it's all right saying you've got seven, eight midfield options, but when one's always injured, which is Thiago's becoming pretty much now, Kite is not far away from that either, and obviously we're losing him now to the Afcon anyway. Oxley Jamin's actually been fifth for a while. It just seems like they're really scared of him breaking, so they, they do wrap him in cotton wool a bit, which again is understandable. So then you're left. I'm with, not even sure that's true. I think he's played a lot. Of, he's, he's played, played loads. He's like the twelfth most minutes for Liverpool. No, he is, season, but he's never. So. It's, it's he's always he's either first sub on or first sub off. Yeah, Oxley yeah, I can't remember like how many times he's like actually done a full ninety. He's on or off. Yeah, that's, so exactly. it's like Milner. Henderson for being, I don't think that's ever going to create much. If I'm honest, mm-hmm. I don't think that's. I think there's a very functional field. I think there's merits to it, but I don't think it's going to create stuff. And the fact that if you're playing Jota up front, I think you need to be more. You've got to, Jota's not going to make as many goals as I as perhaps for me for yeah, for me no could. But do, do, do you know what I think the big the biggest issue is is and it, it's it's been exacerbated in the last couple of weeks because this idea of Liverpool running out of ideas again is a bit of a it's it's overstated because. We've been free scoring this season. We've yeah, scored yeah, goals yeah. for fun. It's just particularly we just scored two goals against depth, like the European champions. Yeah, yeah, yeah like, like, exactly. <laughs> yeah. The, 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 at the wrong time of the it's the wrong time of the season to be without Origi and Minamino. And I know yeah. like, the, the Minamino thing hasn't exactly set the world alight, but he's got a, he's got a really good goals to minutes ratio for us, albeit largely mm-hmm. in the cup so far. And same as Origi, you've. 
they might not be good enough to be our starters, but they're certainly good enough against any tired defence with 15 minutes to go and you just want to freshen something up. David Carigi yeah. in particular, we see he's Wolves. this season back to being, yeah, I mean, Wolves yeah. are great to at West Ham as well when he comes in um, and scores in that one as well. He's got that contribution there and when you're adding Ox and Jones to the to a, to a front three, you you know our, our front, our goals all come from our forwards this season. Yeah. Our top six goal scorers are our f- six forward options, yeah. and unfortunately, we had three of those options missing against. Yeah, and I think Chelsea. in terms of creation as well. Obviously, we've spoken about you know the midfield, but actually, what I thought Chelsea did really well was was stop those balls from Virgil Van Dijk. Like he didn't have any time to because mm. that's what we've maybe done in the past is. We switched play by just sort of playing a bit more direct through Van Dijk and switching it straight out wide and almost cutting out the midfield. He wasn't able to do that at all against Chelsea. And I think that was partly down to the fact that he probably had a bad game as well. But Chelsea were just pressing really high and I don't think Liverpool have kind of come up against a team like that for a few weeks. They stifled stifled Van Dijk, they stifled Fabinho, they stifled Henderson, they stifled Trent. Hmm. And if you you can do that, then... You're going to cause a team that needs those players, you know, a, a problem. Certainly, cut off the supply lines. We always talk about it. How do you stop teams? You don't stop. You don't stop the end product. You stop the supply lines. Yeah. Again, I, I wouldn't. To, to Kia's point, I don't think Kia's trying to try to stir up anything particularly in this. But I, I think it's a. It's going to be an interesting problem to face. It's one of the things we're going to be talking about later on in the podcast. Is how we get through January uh, and how we do deal with things. Um, but yeah, I I don't I I think again I think it's a little overstated because we do this whenever Liverpool don't win a game, inevitably and it mercifully these have become less and less in the last couple of years. But it's it's always like Liverpool need a creative midfield and it's like the stock response. Yeah. Um, you know what? We haven't scored off a set piece. Let's, like yeah. Costa Shimakas goes to the crowd and whips them all up and then it's the first man off a corner. You know yeah. things like that. Yeah. Like. Our set pieces weren't good. Like, like we played against Leicester, who let more set piece goals in than anyone, and didn't score one. Didn't even have a chance off one. Like that's fell down a little bit as well. And again, mm. who knows the reason why that is? It shouldn't be because you've got excellent crosses of balls, and we've got fucking verge of Van Dijk. Like this shouldn't be that. Yeah, and, and it, like, the fatigue thing was is, is yeah. massive at the moment. We've come through the most intense period of the season, and normally we're brilliant. But normally, what happens is well, we, we we struggle in January because we've put so much into December. Uh, the fact that it's got a the fact I think. The way it all sort of fell down in that last couple of weeks, and having that three away game run, mm. um, tough games as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really, 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 really tough in the, in the league. But yeah, again, another another daft one. We talked about this in the final words. And if you play Leeds, you're more tired because you play more fixtures, and maybe we're even worse against Leicester. Who knows? Maybe that game's an absolute car crash, and you get loads of injuries and all that kind of stuff. But Robbo's back for Chelsea, and I like Shimakasa. He's really good. I think he's he's probably technically a better footballer than mm-hmm. Robertson, but he's got nothing like Robertson's engine. And again, you see that Robertson is. I don't think Robertson's set piece deliveries are as good as Shimakasa's, but he's fitter. So I don't think Andy Robertson plays quite the leggy corner that Chimikas does that you, you yeah. mentioned at that point where it looks, he just and looks like he's he just a bit smarter in like simple things like the shithousery. Like he'll yeah. know when to just, yeah. you know, kill a game off. Yeah. Uh, I think the, the people don't score late goals and that's overblown because we've scored late goals all season. Yeah. They've had 
two bad games. They have, and there's been a, a number of reasons for it. But we did, again, we did score, we scored two goals against the European champions. We've got a very good defensive record. It's not a bad game during two all with Chelsea either, is it? Well. It's, again, it's, in, it's, it's, it's more, if anything, I'll be looking, I'll be asking the other question: Is how can you? be 2 up again and not win because mm-hmm. yeah. it's not the first time that's happened this season people have been pegged back too many times that's actually the bigger worry for me yeah. like yeah. is our game management better like Kovacic's Kovacic's goal I know I'm not, I don't want to go too much because this is what the final word Joe is on, on Redmond mm-hmm. I understand that but that, that can happen you give a silly free kick away that can happen this guy scores a world the second goal is a joke and that's where I think and, ex- and you wouldn't expect it from a team that's got Milner and Henderson on the pitch it's like be a bit more street smart. Like, how are we getting caught out? Let's just get to half time. There's a, there's a merit in just getting to half time. Not yeah, yeah. Liverpool, I, I, Liverpool, the game continues. I think Liverpool are trying to kill the game while the, while the crowd's up and yeah. trying because and, and, Chelsea, it's all energy. I did a big bit on this and I, I, the the sequence of events that leads to the goal. There's about eight battles. Yeah, and I think Liverpool win three, but Chelsea win five, and that's enough for them to end up. In behind, but if Liverpool win one more of them, there's a chance. Like if, if Salah just beats Rudiger to the ball and, t- and turns him, which he's more than capable of doing, Liverpool are, comp- are in are in behind Chelsea, and we're the ones scoring. It's one, yeah. It's it's a yeah. it, 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 it's, I, I it's, a, it's a mad set of circumstances. But again, to your point, Chelsea's not the point where I don't think Chelsea's the one where you have to go because they're a brilliant team who haven't just got uh, just got back in the game with a worldy. The crowd are on top. They're buzzing. They they just they just want it a bit more than Liverpool in that in, in that point yeah. for that five minute period. They were almost surprised. I think Liverpool were surprised to be two 0 up because at no point did they have any control when yeah. they went two 0 up, and it was almost like a it actually probably only being one 0 up might have been yeah. a bit better. No, no, no. You want there? I think you want someone to go down with just like a little poke in the eye or like hold oh, oh, your yeah. face yeah. like a minute or like and, someone's and calf goes or something. Yeah. Milner tries immediately to be you know J- uh, Simicas wins it on the left on the left wing and Milner immediately tries a through ball to Jota. Yeah. Whereas what he should do is is like kick it get off fouled. someone and get yeah. a throw and all yeah. find someone to yeah just hold possession and get to the floor. But everyone gets a bit swept up in it, which which is why it was a great game. But it wasn't great game game Man management. Um, yeah, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, again Liverpool season and optimism and all that kind of stuff before diving into the Afcon stuff in a bit. But we're going to take a very short break. Uh, so we do the instant match reaction, which is normally about an hour after every single game. It was Chris and me after Chelsea. I thought this is a nice sort of segue into what we've just been talking about. What we're going to be talking about next. Um, the response to it's been absolutely brilliant. Um, it was Chris Payjack is of the two of us. The definitely the more glass half empty uh, life view than I. So when he has a positive take on things, I think it's time that everyone should sort of sit back, put their feet up, and listen, and hopefully take a little bit of heart from this. But yeah, have a have a little watch or listen uh, to this clip from the instant match reaction. How do you crack on with something when there's no prize at the end of it? I've got I don't. I, this is a mad. It's a mad challenge for Liverpool now because they won't. They're not fucking defeatists like us. Yeah. They won't believe. They they know as professional sports people how easy it is to lose two games on the bounce. Yeah, and they'll believe that City will be able to do that because someone will get three points off them. For a start, we're eight points behind in their head because they've won their game in hand. Yeah, right. And you beat City and you're five behind. You know, because we've still got them to play. Yeah. So they don't think of it like we do. They're taking it seriously, one game at a time. You've got to be there if they slip up. Yeah. That's what they've got to think about. You've just got to fucking hang around and make sure that you're relevant if they make a mistake because it's it's possible, Paul. And here's the other thing on the city stuff, mate. Yeah, they've changed the game. Yeah, they've got more money than us. So what? 
So what? So fucking whinging about it? Yeah. And just let the lads fucking play footy yeah. and fucking go on? Oh, God, that's yeah. The, that's the league that we're in, unfortunately. Yeah, exactly. It's like if you've ever, like, I know lads who were really, really good fucking sprinters when we were young, but you take it to the national level and you're a fucking no one again. Yeah. But you might be your city champion. It's just the way that the fucking world is. And the, these guys have had it their entire career. It's just that they've been the best. Yeah. Their entire career. They've still got to go out there and strive that they can win other things because no one remembers City fucking winning the league when we won the European Cup at least of all City they were more pissed off that we won the European Cup than happy that we won the league so go out and win the other fucking three trophies and shut them up Yeah, like go out and do it that way around you know what I mean and if they do slip up and they might then fucking be there to capitalise on it Hey, welcome back. Um, yeah, we do the instant match reaction on Redmen Plus after every game, and you know I think some people need a little bit of help sometimes. I've mentioned before, Redmen was created in the, some of the darkest times of modern Liverpool, um, and you know we've managed to see it all the way through. So if you want more from us, uh, do check out Redmen Plus. Uh, and yeah, for more from me and Chris on away games in particular. Um, yeah, I want to have a little chat uh, about how we're feeling and all that. Uh, I did see a, a comment actually, which I, I normally try not to bite on it too much, but there's a comment from John who I know comments regularly. He says, sorry, Paul, relying on a 36-year-old James Milner for a club wanting to win the league is a bit embarrassing. I don't how I don't see how Liverpool are relying on yeah, James Milner, like, by the way, I, I, if, if James Milner was starting every every game in the starting eleven, if he was even remotely in our best eleven, I, I would agree that that was the case. But it's called uh, this is just us having a squad more than anything else. I, 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 thirty six year old Fernandinho still plays for Man City, by the way. Whatever old he is, like you need yeah. players, like you can't have. Like I think sometimes it's too off on this point, but like I think Manchester City's squad depth is all isn't is overplayed. I think the quality of their first like 17, 18 players is amazing. Yeah. But like, they won a league with Delph at left back. They've won a league with Zinchenko at left yeah. back. It's like, they do plug gaps a bit as well. Liverpool's, you, fir- Liverpool's first 11 and bench. I think that the na- Liverpool consistently put out a better quality nine substitutes when people are fit than Man City do. But I agree with that point. Yeah. And that's because nine subs is a bit of a joke because you've always got two, you tend to have two kids on there. Their kids are a bunch of like very promising young kids. Obviously, you've got Cole Palmer or whatever coming through, and people are quite excited about him. And there's a, there's a couple of others as well. But like our equivalent is like Nico Williams, who's a Welsh international, you know, and that's. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, but you're right. I agree to that. The, like they get to bring Mares on, and we we would bring Ox on. Like Mar- you know, you think, oh, whatever. And moreover, they get to go if someone they can spend fifty million on someone, and if he's crap, they'll just they'll boot him and spend and and lose money on him and spend another fifty yeah. million. They've actually got someone. the transfers recently really good. They've done really well. Like I think that I think that's the difference is that Liverpool don't rely on James Milner. James Milner's playing because Fabinho's, you know. Who else is going to play? Like, that, that, someone's got yeah, to play. He's essentially like what six or seven Thiago, field yeah, choices. Like, me, so Thiago yeah. is injured, and then obviously Ox is isn't deemed fit enough to go again or whatever. I thought yeah. the midfield today. I thought Milner had the best. I thought yeah, he started really Milner well. I thought he was our best player up until like 10, 15 minutes, and then it, it did all the shit. It all went shit. I don't think Liverpool. I think it's unfair to say Liverpool shouldn't rely on James Milner. James Milner's a. a, a a very good squad option and like I say it's just a case of that that game didn't work I agree what the issue is our two creative midfielders aren't can't stay fit like if, if the creative midfielders had James Milner's ability to stay fit it's perfect but the fact is it's Thiago and Keita and they can't and like I go back to the Wijnaldum thing is that I it's it's he was never the most creative but 
at worst case, he plays 50, 40, 50 games and the other lads can rotate around him and he can always rely upon him. Yeah. We just haven't, we haven't got anyone of that nature. We haven't got a lad. It's at the minute, it's actually Oxley Chamberlain, which is mental, who you can just put in every game and know you're going to get a six, seven out of 10 and, let the, other, and the other lads can rest and rotate around him. We haven't, we haven't been able to do that. Yeah. Um, how, do we, how are we feeling at the moment then um, about the whole thing? Look, I think, I, I, I said at the start of the season, I could see Liverpool winning the Champions League this season. I still believe that. I still think they've got um, the squad and uh, the, the the way the calendar is sort of like panned out. I still think the Champions League is absolutely on um, as it stands. Obviously, COVID can change anything. Uh, I think it was always going to be a difficult task winning the Premier League and the Champions League anyway. So I think if Liverpool, you know, f- kind of almost throw their eggs in one basket and go for that one, then I think that will be a very successful season. Yeah. But then obviously, you know, they're in the semi-final of a cup and I would actually love to see them go for a domestic cup this season. I've, I've spoken before on here, you know, I've made it quite obvious. I'm not, I would always prioritise a Premier League and Champions League over it, but actually by going for a cup, I think that will do some good to Liverpool's squad depth because, you know, players that they might want to attract in the summer or or next January maybe, if if you are going to be the next James Milner that's a sixth or seventh option or a fourth or a fifth option, then by Liverpool sort of, you know, showing a bit more promise in the domestic cups, they might think, oh yeah, there's a bit more scope to play a few more games yeah. here. So, mm-hmm. um, look, I think, the as I said, the Premier League, that they're, they're going up against a Chelsea side who have got a very good manager. They've got, you know, a lot of resources. They've got a very deep squad. They've got a lot of, you know, they've got really good academies. So they've got a lot of lone players. And then obviously a city city squad that's just, yeah, just got resources coming out of their ears. Liverpool have kept up with them. And to, you know, to battle for them for Premier League title was always going to be difficult. Do I think the title's over? Probably yes. Yeah. Champions League, definitely on. Uh, the thing for me on all this is I, I can't disassociate how brilliant Liverpool have been this season. And I know that we've there's been times where, you, and you can point back if we really, if we want to be hypercritical, we can go this, this, and this. Liverpool lost two games in the league this yeah. season. It's the draws that have done us absolutely. But this is still the season where, and this is why I, I, I'm really struggling to like gauge how I feel about it all. Because this is the season where we went to Old Trafford and absolutely demolished them. Like a month ago, less than a month ago, two weeks ago. I had one of my favourite ever Anfield nights with that League Cup game against Leicester. Like that, that's up yeah. there with Barcelona and, and, and Dortmund <laughs> and all. And just, like, for fun. just for the just for the experience, just for being there and, and what that felt like to to to, to experience that. Um, you know, I've seen I'm seeing Mo Salah at a, at a better rate than than anything. Yeah. He's the best player Liverpool have, have ever had yeah. playing football in the flesh and, and doing it week in week out and all those things. And I don't I don't want to feel disappointed because. The, the title probably is beyond us, but it, at the moment it's not, and there's loads to play for. So I don't know. I, I feel like this is probably we're, we're like a couple of wins away from it, feeling like everything's fine again. Maybe. Yeah. I, I suppose I, I'm starting to get the feeling that it might be this might be the transition season where we learn like who's who can stay, who needs to go, and stuff. And maybe I, I, I get all the time they should have invested in us somewhere. I think they, I think they should have. They, they're probably one or two short. In fact, I know they are. They're one or, they are one or two short. But I think if Klopp's give them one extra year to know, if your transitional season ends up with you finishing second in the league, maybe winning a domestic cup, going well in the Champions League, it's not the end of the world. Mm-hmm. I think like the scope for Liverpool to rebuild around most of what they've got. If they have to make, if they have to let three or four go and bring three or four in, whether we whether the owners do that, they should. And if they don't, they'll rightly get criticised again. If your transitional season is finishing second and winning a cup, or get, and like I said, that's fine. Yeah. I think the City juggernaut at the moment. It, I just don't know what we could have done. 
I just don't know at the moment what they would have had to win every game because that's Man City have won 11, is it now, or 12 yeah, or something on the bounce? And like they're, they're winning more games this calendar year than I think anyone's ever done. It's, it's absurd what they're doing, and, and I, I get it. Liverpool are better than last year's, and I think the year before they're not better. Obviously, no one that was a high bar they've set. I think we've just, I think we're starting to find out now that there's a, re, a bit of a refresh needed, but it's not like the overhaul of overhauls. Like, because we've added one or two bits in, there's, there's, like for example, this should be James Milner's last season. It yeah. should. And there should be a midfielder boss in the summer who goes straight into the team and everyone goes down a peg. That's what that's what this should be. Yeah, yeah. And if it becomes that, I think it's easier to swallow. Well, everyone may cheer. Just a little insert from me to say that if you enjoy this podcast and the other podcasts that we put out for free and you want more, then my word, you can have more on the RedmenTV.com. Go over there, sign up and get extra bonus shows from us each and every week, as well as a whole suite of video content, documentaries, features and interviews. But yes, you can also so play those podcasts in your native podcasting app as well to have a seamless Redmen TV experience in your ears. TheRedmenTV.com. Sign up there today. Okay, Sam, we've had some super chatting. Um, while I've been doing this, Jacoby uh, says, "We will we replace Genie when Naby gets injured in Afcon?" <laughs> oh, great. Um, uh, Akash Shriv. At this point, I would take any signing. Squad is so stale right now. If we want to challenge City, we need to add quality players who can be robust. I feel like he's contradicted himself. Though. Contradicted himself <laughs> wildly in that super chat there. Any signing, but it's got to be quality. Yeah, that, yeah and robust. And robust. <laughs> if we remember what any signing looks like. We only have to run around, around the clock twelve months and look at what. Ozanka back. Go and sign Oga. Yeah, go, go and sign the go and sign the striker. Ozanka back. And, dog shit. and Ben Davies, by oh. the way. Yeah, fucking dog oh, shit. I actually oh. forgot about Ben Davies. Yeah, Ozanka oh. back. Bless him. Seems yeah. like a nice guy. He had a good song, no? Yeah, I think I was speaking to Jags the other day out at Lanfield, and he said like one of the worst things that ever happened to him was that Ozanka back turned out to be crap because the, the song was the amazing. Song, the song was about it. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I, you know, I get this. You know, we were saying this. Um, <laughs> look, I need to, I need to cover this because I, I don't know what we have and haven't said because we had a slight technical hitch in the middle of the show. <laughs> um, I just want to get that be up, be up front, get that out the way. The, you could spend whatever you want on players and still not compete with Manchester City this season. You know, so yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't get too, I wouldn't get too lost. I certainly wouldn't take any sign, and, and I think the idea that the squad is stale, I think, is a little bit. I think I, I, I agree. I think again, and again, <laughs> I don't know, I'm repeating myself or not, but like, I think there's scope to say, and right, we'll get someone in January, and even if he just is a bit par player until next season, and it makes it makes the summer easier, and that you've already filled one of the gaps. Yeah, yes. Jürgen said this, hasn't he? If it's someone that you were going to buy in the summer anyway, and you feel you can get him in January, yeah, great. Definitely, yeah. But, the, but again, it boils down to that issue. I of, wouldn't be, de- I wouldn't be making desperation sign. Oh, Jan Kabak and Ben Davies are desperation signings because we had no one left, and we were desperate to get top four. And yeah. ultimately, we did. It just happened to be without those really doing much about it. Yeah. We just relied on other guys instead. I think if. If you said to us, like, I don't think we need to be in that position where we're just panic buying now, but like I say, if the right opportunity comes along, they should. Mm-hmm. And if it means like... I think they need to at least be trying. Don't yeah, they? yeah. Like, that, that, is, that is the very least, is that they have to be, there has to be a plan. If, if, if there's not a plan, then I'd, then I'd be concerned. If you've got your list of summer targets and whether it's Mike Edwards or uh, his new mate who's, who's replacing him, uh, Julian Ward, thanks for the... I, I just completely blanked on his name. You've done me a big favour. Um... If, if, if you've got your summer list, if you're not making calls now and saying it's the only chance for January instead, then you're not doing your job. The flip side is it's harder to get them out of January because, say, for example, say it's Jared Bowen, if it is him, or say it's Rafinha, who we're here and links with as well. 
why are West Ham a leaders letting them go now? Yeah. You'd have to, like, it's just not going to happen. So that's and the, then you get back to, well, just just pay extra money to make it happen. And that's, I mean, and again, in this, so you're in, in this endless loop of arguments about Liverpool investments and the money being spent and all those kind of things when, yeah, if you if you spend an extra twenty million pounds, it's twenty million pounds. You're not you've not got in the summer to spend on something else that you might need. It's all very well, it's all very well managed and, and handled. I, I, again, we don't know. We're not privy to all the insides and outs. I I I look. I, I think Liverpool probably really should do what they need for me. And it doesn't get spoken about enough because we get so lost in this. We need goals. We need goals. We need goals. I think we've got plenty of goals in the front in the front six positions. If you can upgrade Minamino, laughing, go and do that. Absolutely, because he's you're right. He, he, he and you've said this before at some point. If he's your Mane understudy, he's not. He's no. not Mane's yeah. understudy. And if he's your, your centre forward understudy, he's not. He's not Firmino's understudy. I don't quite know what kind of football that he is. He's quite predatory in the box. I quite like that. He's quite calm in those situations. But I don't think he's enough for that the top the top level. So if you can improve him, great. It's Fabinho for me because I've seen it was actually another super chat from um, Joe Angus saying we should have kept Wan Alden. He would have added the depth we need right now in midfield and add structure and steel to any midfield he's in. And, yeah, uh, yes, yes, <laughs> yes, yes. But also, he did offer him a contract though. Maybe, maybe it wasn't a great contract, but he did that. He did, it wasn't. He just waved him out the door. He's, 30, yeah. he's another thirty-year-old football, and your point you've made at some point is about you've got to refresh the squads. Somebody had to start being moved out. Yeah, the flip side on that is, mate, I agree, but they replaced him with a thirty-year-old fella. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they replaced yeah. with Thiago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But again, so and that, they didn't get any like any real value. Like, well, they replaced him, but they so. replaced him with a thirty-year-old yeah. other midfielder. And also, the idea is more minutes for Curtis Jones and more minutes for Harvey Elliott. Which is fine. Is, this, is, the, is, yeah. is, what they've, is what they've done in reality. And moreover, you've brought Thiago's skill set into the AXA yeah. training centre. For a load of people to learn, to learn off, you've learned everything you're learning from Genie Wijnaldum, and that's where yeah. that's what the trade off has been. The availability, but it's Fabinho for me because we are our best team ha- has to have Fabinho in it. Yeah, and we can get by. Henderson can do an admirable job at, at the six, and a very I'm being disrespectful, a brilliant job as a number six. But if we also, it's like your your Jotter argument you've made of if he's Mane and Firmino's understudy. That's what Henderson's problem is: is that Henderson is the Fabinho cover, but we also know his best position is the right side of a of a, of a midfield three. You need someone else who can do more of what Fabinho can do. But you know, you need yeah. another you need another Henderson. I mean, I, I ideally, that's Van Alden, by the way. Yeah. 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 yeah, but it's not because yeah. because like, you've you, got because again you've yeah. got a. These guys have got to you go at some point. Yeah, 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 you have yeah, to move yeah, it on. Yeah, you have to move it on. Yeah, I mean, like ideally for me, um, yeah, it's James Milner's last year, and then I would probably look like I think as sad as it is, I I would look to try and get some money out of Oxley Chamberlain now, <laughs> and I would move him on, and then that's two midfielders out. You can bring in someone else who's maybe got the leadership and the experience of Milner, but but you know is a bit more consistent. I got no problem. Then, with, I got no then, problem with Oxley Chamberlain if you can get money for him. Sound, but in terms of the minutes when he's fit again, title winning season yeah. and this season already, is your twelfth? Is your extra man? He plays in a bunch of positions. He's, yeah. he's good, and when he's playing like he has been this last couple of months, I've got no problem with him sticking around. He for me is like Divock Origi. You can chuck him into any football match as your eleventh. You know, you make one change, two changes, and put him in, and you see no drop off of quality. Where we where we've done ourselves in is Naby Keita and Takumi Minamino, who who we those slots in the squad mm-hmm. could really do with being game changers, and Keita is that. But, but he's not. He's no, what, but he's but, and, and that's that's exactly it. That's why like, for me, it's it's a case of probably two of the the Keita, Ox and Milner need to go, and I think you're going to get more value out of Ox 
maybe now because he's fitter um, in terms of like the drop off obviously cater costs more money so you have to factor that in from a business point of view as well it makes more sense to stick with Cater longer because you invested more in him and Oxford's own as well which I hope yeah on. and and Cater in terms of like his his roof is maybe a little bit higher oh, than, than than Ox as well so yeah so if it if it's two out of the three then then that's why and it's it's Ox for me what it might allow you to do by the way is start stop over relying on Jordan Henderson which we do now yeah. he hasn't played well for a couple of weeks either I think he's running to the ground I think he's he's knackered yeah he's like, knackered he, he was ill and then I think he's I think he's suffering from from being overplayed but he hasn't played well so if Jordan Henderson is then a rotational player if not 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 so much the James Milner of your squad because he'd, be, he'd get more minutes than that but if he's more the ox of your squad and he's in and out and you can play when you need him you, you, you might be better there I think uh, the issue that might compound all this is that AFCON happening now means we can't sell we can't sign just sign someone and then hope to sell Taki Minamino because you can't sell Taki Minamino yeah. and yeah. to raise the funds or, or to make the space it's almost like you've got to do it and then hope you can get rid of someone yeah. and and that's that's a difficult one because he's got to play he's got to play a lot if he's fit so that, that, that's where it becomes it's being compounded by yeah. again I think we're all pretty certain given how Jürgen spoke about Divock Rigi five times that he was there if anyone wanted him if someone wants a Rigi, you can have him. And I'd like to think that he would have maybe had someone lined up to bring in and place him, but he couldn't get him out of the team. And I've heard people say, like, you just let them rot on the bench. Or you don't, like, that's not going to happen. You can't do that. That's impossible. So it's like, that. I think that's been, a, that's compounding. That's going to make January difficult. And can you, like, for example, I think that Phillips will leave either on loan or they'll sell him and they won't replace him, really. Mm-hmm. I think they'll just be happy with the fact that if they need a fifth choice centre-half, they might have to give Reese Williams a call or something. I don't know, yeah. maybe, because yeah. you can't, that's fine. Yeah, no, You can't do that with yeah. Minamino now because he has to play. Mm-hmm. He's playing games, he's going to be playing lots of but games. I guess on the flip side, like, and you're absolutely, I completely agree with the AFCON um, situation, but on the flip side, if you were to bring someone in, in January as as the kind of Minamino-type replacement, then at least... They're, they're kind of maybe guaranteed a couple of games in January. So yeah. uh, you, you can almost say to them, like, yeah, g- like, show us. And um, I guess it gives them a bit of an opportunity. In, but I mean, like, actually, in terms of the space in the squad, you've got yeah. to take our space off somebody. You can only register X amount of players. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that, that's, the, that's the thing. You, you try bringing them yeah. in, but we, you've got to... Do you just say to Minamino, right, you're not in the squad I now? Think, I think, I believe I'm right in saying that we've got Carius registered, so you could, you know, and I, and I think he will just move on somewhere in, 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 in mm. January, theoretically, so you might be able to squeeze something out, out of that. But moreover... You, you, what you don't, what Jürgen doesn't want is a bunch of any, is anyone in that squad who feels like they've got no hope and no opportunities and no and no chance because that that is that's how Liverpool have managed to construct what they constructed. Yep. They they're not. This is not Mourinho who treats people like arseholes and hopes that they'll that'll somehow light a fire in the belly and they'll come together. And that's why everything he does is short lived. You know, very short life cycles. Liverpool have constructed their way of doing it is to create. Uh, a, a unity amongst that squad that has everyone pulling pulling together. Yeah. You can't have you can't just be like, oh sorry, Tacky. I mean there is maybe a point where you, you can tee something up and maybe you go, we'll do another loan out for someone if 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 needs be, potentially. So you know that's gonna happen. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you and you again, do it, and yeah. then and then the flip side again is is there a loan you can get with a view to buy there's all things you can do. But again, we just yeah. don't know who the targets are because if the targets are who we think they are and it's Rafinha and it's Bowen. That's almost impossible. And then you might have yeah. to wait till the summer. And I agree. I'd actually agree with that. That I don't. You don't want to panic and miss out on those. Like because yeah. and the, the the off point made. You buy someone else in who's not. If they're not better 
than Minamino. Min, well, no, actually, moreover, if they're not better than Jota and they're not better than Firmino and they're not better than Mane, you're buying another lad who might they might be better than Minamino and Origi, but they don't understand how we play. So you're buying someone else in to effectively replace Origi and Minamino, but what we'll never know is what you what you might be gaining in theoretical ability. You're losing in in. in you know, yeah, again, unity, understanding, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, grip on what we're trying to do. So you might actually net be buying, yes, it'll benefit you next season, but we're talking about benefiting us now. What you're buying doesn't benefit us for the time we need yep. to be benefited yep. for. Um, Joe Pike, uh, one point for us and Chelsea is good for the games we both have against City. Both teams have to go for the win. If one lost, they may have rotated. I think what he's saying is basically, like, don't. It's, the fact that we didn't beat Chelsea means that Chelsea might give more of a go against City. Okay, yeah, okay, that's, okay, that's, yeah, that's, yeah. that's Which makes sense, but like, yeah, we'd rather beat Chelsea. <laughs> okay, cool. Um, right, we're going to take a, another very short break. Uh, we've got a fantastic competition running over on Redmen Plus. Uh, some details to follow, and then we're going to talk about the AFCON impact. Hey, everyone, we've got a fantastic competition prize for you this month, and it is this, a incredibly limited edition signed Jordan Henderson print, framed, beautiful, celebrating his 10 years at Liverpool Football Club. There are 25 of these in the entire world, and we are offering one up if you are a subscriber, a club legend here on Redmen Plus. If you go over to the RedmenTV.com, sign up as a club legend, not only do you gain access to our incredible suite of Liverpool streaming content from documentaries, features, interviews and pre- and post-match content. You are automatically entered into our draw to win this, which we will be streaming live at the end of the month. So get involved. January's prize is this incredible, unique piece of Liverpool history and you can have it in your house to hang on your wall if you join as a Club Legend subscriber on Redmen+. Yes, if you become a, a subscriber to Redmen Plus at the Club Legend tier, and not only do you get access to our Discord group full of wonderful, lovely individuals and all the content, of course, but yeah, you enter into a monthly competition. We gave away over a £1,000 worth of uh, prizes over mm. the festive period to our Club Legends, and uh, yeah, we've got a boss prize each and every month as well. We've picked next month as well, haven't we? Do we go with the, this, this a signed, it's a signed shirt, isn't it? Do we go with the white one? We think so, yeah. The white crown paint one, which is signed by... Ronnie Whelan and Steve McMahon. Yeah, framed time. My, my new BFFs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Steve did a live show with them at Hotel Anfield at the weekend. Um, right, sound, AFCON. Ugh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we've got Arsenal coming up. We've got Shrewsbury. I think the fact that maybe the league being a little bit out of our reach potentially, I think it does add more to this Arsenal thing. The only issue we've really got here, Em, is no Salah, no Mane, <laughs> no Cater. Who the hell is playing up front? Yeah. And we, look, ultimately, we saw this at the back end of Chelsea take the chat all the way back to the start of the podcast. Yeah. Um, who is that? We don't know about Origi. We don't know about Minamino. All, all we've been gearing up for all season is what are these lads are going to play. Are they going to be good enough? And here we are in January, and they're yeah. both injured. And from and Bobby's got COVID. And Bobby's, Bobby's got, got COVID. COVID. Um, yeah, I mean, for me, like, I think Ox came on, didn't he, in, in the front three against Chelsea at the end, and I wasn't surprised because I think it has to be probably him and maybe Curtis Jones and Jota, obviously, through the middle. I'll take I, that. I don't see who else plays in that front three. Mm -hmm. And then, obviously, there's a bit of a problem in midfield because you then probably have to play, well, it'd be Fabinho, Henderson and... 
either cater or, or, or Abby cater. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah. obviously, like, preferably you pay Nabby, but... He's in Africa. Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's yeah. the thing. So it's like, it's it's Milner, isn't it? And then, yeah. It's crazy. It's basically, like, unless, unless, you go, unless you go to Tyler Morton again, because he's played them a lot in this. Maybe. I, for, for me, yeah. I, my point is, like, I think the, the focus needs to change on this game now. I think Jürgen needs to pick whatever his best team is. Like, I don't care about rest, rotation. If you're fit enough to play, you play, because I actually want to win this cup. Yeah. And look, and to be fair, in terms of the fixtures looming, Shrewsbury at the weekend, so play you're going to play whoever, anyone you want play. I don't, you don't really care. If you play a team of kids, put a couple of decent lads on there if you need to. We beat them two years ago with the team, you know, the best players we had in that team were like Harvey Elliott and Kurt Jones and we managed to and we yeah. managed to beat them in, in I, I do think this Arsenal side, they're in a really good moment and I do think this is probably the best possible time that they could play Liverpool yeah. because Arsenal, I think, personally, are looking really good at the moment. Yeah. But so I, it, but it, it is going to be a tough game. I, I think it's fell weirdly kindly for us because look let's be honest if they weren't we didn't have those fixtures we've been beaten by Leicester we'd have a nice little run to make sure everyone's fit get them some rest and all that kind of stuff but these will just be I think these will just be treated as first team games yep. oh yeah because we've got no, we've got no choice and remember. why not we're, the gate, we're two games away from a final yeah. the Southampton semi-final where we got beaten he played good teams in both of them yeah. Like, he, he, so yeah he will so just again we just had a quick flash up there on the video podcast but uh, I'll talk you through it for audio listeners obviously Arsenal on Thursday away Shrewsbury at home on the Sunday uh, Arsenal then the second leg is the following Thursday the 13th then it's Brentford at home on the Sunday uh, the f- then we go a week on then to Crystal Palace but there is a chance that the Leeds game will be slotted in between Brentford and Palace that's the oh, thinking yeah. at the moment so there'll yeah. be one more midweek game albeit a home one uh, before we head into February we've got international break after that the fourth round of the FA Cup would be the first week in February. I think that's the fourth of February. That's that's being sort of penciled in for, and then Leicester on the, Leicester on the tenth. Now, just in terms of how that lines up with the the African Cup of Nations, so all the the, the first sort of rounds are all being played up until the twentieth. Then the round of sixteen is on the twenty third of January. Um, so if the if the lads get that far. Then it doesn't kind of they wouldn't be missing anything anything extra because we're not playing any games around that time you know that back week in the back week in January anyway. Yeah. It's only if they then get to get beyond if they get to the semi finals that's when it starts to they win. miss the FA Cup yeah tie yeah. So if if if, if Mane uh, Salah and Keita get to the semis which is scheduled to be played on the second and third of February that would miss the fourth round FA Cup definitely and then the final is on the sixth. Of Feb, so there's a, Leicester's tenth, isn't it? So. With Leicester being the tenth, there is a chance he would he would fly them back he, and they yeah, would play. They would be flying back on it's the just night. Yeah, COVID quarantine, isn't it? That, They'd that, be getting hooked away from the trophy celebration <laughs> yeah. like, and no bundles job. with a bag over their heads onto some sort of private supersonic jet. Um, but, but, but the good thing is, all three of the players can't play in the final. So there's a fair place playoff though, Em. So, oh god! Yeah. Liverpool's <laughs> luck would be that it, yeah, again. Yeah. Uh, Egypt, Senegal final, and Guinea in Guinea yeah, in the in the yeah, fair place playoff. We lose all three of them, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think the the fact that it's, it's happened around cup games has helped a bit. I was going to say, like, if if they do get to the semi finals, then if there was any game in the calendar that I'd be thinking, oh, I, I'm quite happy for them to miss. It's an FA Cup fourth round. Depends time. on the draw though, because if you draw. If we're, all, if, we're, if we're pretty much if we've all held our hands we said we think the league's unlikely the FA Cup takes more priority maybe if you get Man United away sure but I'd, I'd, I'd still prioritise the, the EFL Cup semi-final and the Champions League yeah 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 I take your point I'll like, level with you though yeah. if we get if we get Man United away 
I don't get what, <laughs> what's your point we, that we need a we need a good team to beat them. That then you know then you well yeah okay then. My night's a bad example, isn't it? Okay, uh, <laughs> yes, Chelsea way. Oh, you know what I mean? Like, well, we had this thing. We the league, the league winning season is that we 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 wrote, we got Chelsea in the was it the sixth round or the fifth round at that point? Yeah. We were like, okay, fifth we'll round. do we'll we'll have a decent run of this FA Cup malarkey, yeah. and then we got we got we got knocked out by Chelsea. So no, I agree. I. I, I but it doesn't matter how it's, it's imprinted out of our Man United or Old Trafford is like imprinted in my mind as being like this tough old game yeah, yeah, <laughs> and the fucking dog shit it's awful <laughs> like, you know what I mean absolutely awful um, no I, I think there's a bunch of teams the, that's, that's the point about the, the squad and stuff we'll put the strongest team out there certainly they've got to go have to for Arsenal absolutely have to yeah. put the strongest I game. saw some comments online again I, I, I ain't referencing too much but I'm going to mention them now it was like yeah, well, we've lost Mane and Salah. Now, all of a sudden, we're going to have to play Jones and Oxford front. I was like, yeah, because there are three injuries as well. Well, there's a lad with COVID and two injuries. Like, yeah. Yeah. If, you, if you lose five attackers, it's not going to be good. Your number six, seven and eight attackers are probably going to be a bit shit. Yeah. The fact that Jota's one of them helps because yes. he's probably number three. Yeah. But then you're playing three, six... Three, seven, and eight, whoever they are, like, yeah. it's, it's, it's going to be bad. That, 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 that. And you haven't even included Harvey, Harvey, Harvey yeah. Elliott in that interview and, he's probably, well. and, yeah. and he would have played probably the right hand side of the front three. He'd be above Taki Minamino, yeah. wouldn't he, in the yeah. back and order for sure. Well, he was, so you'd think so, yeah. So that, that's what's happened is that unfortunately, Afcon's these two lads who we've been banking on to be fit have got injured at the worst possible time. Yeah. Like, the, I, I heard that Minamino's close to return anyway. Jürgen yeah, referenced the before Chelsea, maybe just didn't risk him knowing yeah. what was about yeah. to come. Well, I think I think that's what we saw. Riel yeah, saw the four weeks ago. Well, yeah. no, no yeah. one knows what's happening with, with the Riel last game. Neil Jones about that on Transfer Insight this yeah. afternoon. But the um, it's yeah, it it, 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 it it is what it is. I think that's what impacted our substitution, particularly Jota, because it seems a bit crazy taking Jota off against Chelsea to put Oxlade Chamberlain on. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, either, yeah. No, no, but he. But he but it's more made, likely to score a goal. He's more likely to score a goal for you. But like you say, it made it it made sense because Jossers now are only straight are only recognised oh, forwards. Yeah. Definitely available. When did Bobby test positive? Was it the Thursday? We think he's gonna. Well, it's uh, he, he'll, the he'll day before Klopp. So yeah. the Klopp stuff came out on the Saturday. That stuff came out on the Friday for the press Saturday, conference. Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Yeah. So at the earliest he can come off Friday if he has yeah. two negatives, yeah. which rules yeah. him out of. The Thursday game and probably rules him out of the Sunday game. I was going to say, thing. yeah, yeah, he's definitely out of Arsenal, and there's probably a high chance that, that they could bench. They could put him on the bench. Yeah, but like even even if he comes out, he's he's not had any training for over a week. He's been ill as well, yeah. so it's like really yeah, like he's the, he's not going to be at a level to play a professional game of football. The flip side is, if he can train Saturday and he's on the bench for Shrewsbury, maybe just to get half an hour into him, maybe at, yeah. with a view on him then being available for Arsenal, because yeah. the risk is then he hasn't played footy for five. What, for ten days, yeah. and then you're throwing him into Arsenal yeah, yeah. in a big. You might need. You might just say to him, "Listen, with all due respect to Shrewsbury, go and have a little half an hour around, running around Shrewsbury a little there's bit." A, yeah. There's a big circle, I think, in the calendar around that second leg Arsenal game, and I think the idea being a bit. If you imagine that more like first half and second half against the Le- Leicester in the quarterfinals, where we're probably weaker than we would shoot, we would like to be, and probably too weak to win necessarily comfortably win the game in the way we would like to on Thursday. But if you can make sure that you've got the best possible team available for that second leg at Anfield, mm. then that's what we'll, we'll try and make it a one-game competition. Competition, yeah. if, if we can. <laughs> the flip side is like, like you cannot bank on anything because it's not only injuries and tiredness and fatigue. The COVID no, thing is like at any point you can lose three. Well, exactly. A Rigi, a Rigi Minamino come back 
and for, to fitness and immediately contract COVID and then yeah. get ruled out for a, for another week. I'm, I'm, I'm going to throw a, prof, a proper spanner in the works. What about changing formation and going with a back five? Because we've got we've got a what, lot of centre backs fit. I tell you what, we'll keep that over because we've got to do the build up show for okay. that game. Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll put a pin it. in that one. Keep that one to one like side. Like Pevlin, there's going. The manager's not here. Let me change something. <laughs> <laughs> I can do whatever I want. Why not? Yeah. Yeah. In terms of it, the only thing I have a little concern about is, that, and I see a lot of people going, it's only Brentford and Palace, and I agree. But also... I'm potentially Leeds. Yeah, I'm potentially Leeds, which is fine. I mean, if you've got a cherry-pick three fixtures, Brentford obviously gave us a hell of a game, but hopefully they're just feeling the effects Palace have got AFCON yeah. players, haven't they? And Palace, have, Palace, I think, have hit a little bit of a wall. And they've got players going to AFCON themselves. Yeah, 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 Palace will be hit. I would be. I would. I just. I don't. I. I always hate that talk of like. Oh, it's only X Y. It, it was only Brighton, wasn't it? Exactly. It was too old. Exactly. I. My. The thing with about this and about January for, for me is, like, life's a shit house and it is what it is. You know, there's no amount of you know what what we'd all want to change the situation. We'd all like to have an impact on it. We're going to have who's available, and there's nothing we can do to change that. Liverpool have got to find a way to get through this month. We've got the best men in the world to, to mastermind that. It's whether we've got the talent on the pitch able to do it is the big question because it's the Premier League and anyone can beat anyone on, on with the right headwind. But we might find, you know, in those I've said this a couple of times this season, in really intense, mad back into the wall situation, Liverpool have this weird way of finding new heroes. We're gonna find yeah. Kay Gordon's gonna score a goal. Oh, I, I've got, I'm that. gonna throw a prediction out here that Kay Gordon will not play a single minute for us <laughs> in, in, in January because he he's he's, the, he's this season's Billy Cometio when yeah. like last season when we were going about our centre back issues. Well don't worry, because we've got the kids. Billy the kid, Billy yeah. Cometio, he's being primed this to start to come involved. Yeah. <laughs> He <laughs> play five minutes away at Midgetland or something like that, and yeah. we've not seen. Um, so yeah, I, I mean, hopefully. We have seen Kate Gordon this season, not to be fair. We have once. Yeah. Yeah. Then he got injured. No, yeah. but like I, we, but I, then he would have played against Preston if it wasn't. I think Harvey Blair. I didn't know who yeah. he was. I'll be honest. With all due respect to the lads, um, well, Kate Gordon was injured for that one, wasn't he? But yeah. anyway, he he's wasn't not eligible like, for uh, the Champions League. League so. I think there's yeah. a chance we see him. I wouldn't be shocked if he starts one of the Palace or Brentford game. You know, I wouldn't be absolutely compl- it, it, depending yeah. on Origi and Minamino's fitness. Yeah. If they're ruled out, I wouldn't be shocked if he said. If you're going to pick someone somewhere, can you stick someone on the right wing? Well, does he, yeah. does Klopp go with the notion of that he learned in this centre-back thing? Just or pick another one. Just <laughs> play a lad who, who actually plays in that position, who's yeah. younger and maybe worse than playing a better, more senior footballer out of position. Well, big, well, that, well that's why like, I was just going to say, like, I, I wouldn't be surprised to see like Nico Williams play a bit more like over this period. Just to... right wing. Jesus. I mean, not yeah. not necessarily right wing. I mean, like he could do. Probably, but, but, well, that's more, the, but that's more, the point. More so, just to rotate Trent a little bit. Um, and... But that that's the thing about it is, Kate Gordon could have started against Leicester. We could have played Nico Williams right back and started Kate Gordon right wing, and we started Nico Williams and Connor Bradley instead. Yeah. So that's my point. Is like, I, Kate Gordon, I'll be, I I cannot wait to see him flourish. I hope he does. He's sixteen. But I've got this sneaky yeah. feeling that he's a child <laughs> and he's built like one as well. And you know, we might not, we might not see quite as much of him as we hope. Just lastly on the on the league thing, you know. A, at the moment, Liverpool are 11 points behind Man City. Um, and I said this elsewhere, but the league tight, I think I think any sensible person right now is probably going, let's let's just park any talk of us winning the league. If Liverpool are if Liverpool leave January and we finally get to play that game in hand and we're it and it's back down to eight points, that's still probably too much. But that's the aim. The aim this yeah. January is to Prove that eleven points is is not is not the real gap. Is to yeah. get it down to what it should be, and it should be eight because we should have been able to beat Leeds yeah. United. 
should have. Um, and then you have to win the game against City. Yeah, and then see, and but just see, 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 and then yeah, and then, then it's February and, then, exactly. and look at February and see what or see what happens yeah, in, know, in February. I, I think what I think what you need to do is. We don't think it's going to happen, but if they collapse for whatever reason, listen, in in any year of all years, this is the season where it could happen. Yeah. Because their squad's so good, they could get six COVID cases and the Premier League still make them play because they're like, well, the team you can put out has still got 14 internationals on it. So yeah, yeah. We, we need to be there in case they do slip. I don't think they will. I think they're too good. But what would be absolutely criminal is if they did and we we weren't, we weren't there, there and yeah. it was Chelsea you pipped us we were like what and has happened there Man City just for the sake of the sake of talking it through they've got Swindon in the FA Cup third round whatever um, <laughs> they play Chelsea on the 15th of January they play Southampton away uh, on the 22nd of January um, so obviously they haven't got the League Cup so they've got less fixtures but also we always have this weird thing where we think less fixtures benefits you and, it, and it, it definitely does in some regards but they always they're always in that League Cup they've never not been in that League Cup semi-final yeah. so there's an interesting new thing about them it was like it should benefit them because there's no way in theory that them having less football shouldn't make them fitter and stronger and more likely to win football matches but it's one of those weird unknowns under the Pep Guardiola City yeah. side but you know, it's not outside the realms of possibility that City beat them Chelsea beat them, sorry. You know, in the, I think in the, at the moment, I think it is at the moment. No, it's not outside the realms of possibility, Steve. That's why I phrase it that way. It's, it's of course, yeah, it's, but oh, yeah, I'm not, I did not say Chelsea will beat Manchester I City. Point, yeah. I said it's not yeah. outside the realms of and, possibility. And it, it, it all comes down to, like, you know, what we kind of referred to earlier, if it was in the show, um, about <laughs> essentially everything having to go perfectly for Liverpool, and, that, and that's what has to happen is that City has to have some kind of collapse. That probably means Chelsea beating City, Liverpool beating City, and Liverpool winning their game in hand, and then basically Liverpool just being perfection until the end of the season. That's pretty someone. much the only way that Liverpool are going to win the league. Yeah, but it's City not, just like being say, human would be would be a, would be a start. A, yeah. just, be a draw start a just draw a game. Just draw a game. Just like or like stop getting like they don't need VAR help. Stop it! Like maybe turn VAR off in City Manchester games. Manchester like City, as a, just a note on this: Manchester City have lost more games of football than Liverpool this season. Yeah, just, just the draws have killed yeah. us. Yeah, but that's my point: is that they are playing at a ridiculous level, and you can. And again, it's cup games and it's it's Champions League and all that kind of stuff, and you can go and pick it out. But it's just, it, it, I'm just stating a fact: Man City are beatable. Yeah. Um. They just don't. It just you don't. You just don't drop points very often. So they might. It might happen. Is what is what I'm saying. And all of a sudden, because it's a flight of fancy, and why not? Is you might get to the end of January, and instead of the gap being eight points, it's five points. And City have gone psychologically from having an eleven point gap, or or you know, or ten point gap over over Chelsea, to having a four point gap or a or a five point gap yeah. you know it, depending on how, uh, and how, and how things go and that feels like they've collapsed because that's exactly what happened to us in 2018 yeah. 2018 2019 we um, we went from having a, a, a 12 point a 10 point to a 7 point and it felt like Liverpool had bottled it yeah. when City just had a little bit of it, what, it just wasn't done and dusted yet but we'll, and, we'll see and they got like, some games in hand. The, the flip shot again is like you look at like they've got seventeen games left. Like if they win all, if they win all seventeen of them, absolutely well played. <laughs> you want the best teams of all time. Yeah. Enjoy your league title. You very much deserve it. If that, the, it's never happened before. So in terms of yeah. it, obviously they went on winning runs, but not from not from that early, not from like October. If they win every game, Sand, there's nothing we can do. All the oh, best. Well done yeah. to you guys. It, the, the point, like I think we're saying, is like. If they do slip up and mathematically they should, if again, if unless they're a major outlier, just make sure it does 
make sure it's those who's there to be the ones who push them. And that come April, if they have done it, and then the pressure's on them because, oh my God, you were 10 points clear and now it's one point and Liverpool could beat years and go above years yeah. or whatever. That's what Liverpool need to do. The worry is, my, my thinking of saying that, why I think it's always because I don't think we're ready to do that. Yeah. That, mm-hmm. that, I, yeah, yeah, the gap, yeah. The gap. Liverpool will drop. We, our world relies on Liverpool also putting down a freakish run of. We have to win like fifteen games, and yeah, yeah. And that's my point: is that you daft if you if you if you if you're hinging your life happiness on this mad set of circumstances. It's like saying I'm going to kill myself unless I win the lottery. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, just don't do that. Just find something else happy in your life to keep you going. <laughs> like, that's what you need to be. We need to be very careful that all this. What I'm saying is because I live in hope. Don't um, give up. Yeah, don't give up. Most Alice T-shirt. Yeah, exactly. Never, 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 <laughs> never give up. Um, that, yeah, that Feb, that the February is interesting for City. They've got the, they've got the Champions League back on the fifteenth of February. Like you know, they play Sport and Lisbon, which they should comfortably walk. But it's the Champions League and it's Man City. Who knows? They then got Tottenham at home. They then got Everton away, and they've got United at home before they play the second leg of the of of Sport, and then they travel to Selhurst Park. And um, Crystal Palace are a team that can give them a we've seen can give them a bloody nose as well. So again, footy's mad, footy's wild. Um, straight again, straight it's unlikely, but let's just wait and see. Let's just enjoy the ride. Um, right, thank you. That has been the podcast for this week. Thank you so much to Emma Sanders. Thank, thank you so much to Steve Hall, and thank you so much to you guys at home whether you're watching uh, or whether you're listening to this as well. And don't forget, we've got you covered. Low of additional content over on Redmen Plus. Uh, I'll be doing a JNO Insight uh, all the way through the January transfer window, talking to Gold.com's Neil Jones. Uh, we're going to be doing some really interesting stuff, talking about Erling Haaland, talking about what he thinks may or may not happen this month, some COVID updates. Uh, and we're going to be taking your questions as well from our Club Legend Discord chat. Hope to see you over there. And if not, have a boss week. Check us out for the build-up show and for the watch-along with Arsenal. ta